So, you're hiring a software engineer. In Seattle and San Francisco, the tech industry is booming, with hundreds of new employees coming in at a rapid pace. Innovators, intellects, coders, and creators gather at the best and brightest companies to give their shot at contributing to the next big thing in the tech world. But who decides which people get to be a part of it all? The answer is the hiring managers. Welcome to Straight From The Source. I'm your host, Ella Alter. In this podcast, we interview all the executives who have the job of hiring software engineers in the cutthroat competition that is the tech industry. The hiring managers we talk to share their secrets, from creative approaches to closing new hires to effective communication with recruiting teams, and all the interview insights in between. From expert hiring managers to you, we get it straight from the source. Okay, so let's get started. I'm here with Jeff Luan, a Senior Software Engineering Manager at LinkedIn. Welcome to the podcast, Jeff. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. Uh, Before we get into our questions today, would you like to introduce yourself and tell everyone a little bit about you? Uh, Sure, I will. Um, So yeah, my name is Jeff Luan, and yes, I'm working at LinkedIn right now as a Software Engineering Manager. I've been in the Bay Area tech industry for uh, about 15 years, I'd say. I've worked at small and large companies. You know, I've had all kinds of roles, uh, from customer service to system operations. Uh, I've written front ends, you know, to sort of web application software engineering. Uh, I think I even taught at the Academy of Art in San Francisco for a while. <laughs> uh, I've eventually found my passion in sort of making management not suck, and that's what I'm here at LinkedIn. Uh, learning about and doing. Awesome. Uh, Yeah, I'm really looking forward to speaking with you today. I think something that I could tell from your LinkedIn profile was how much passion you have about being a manager and how much it means to you. So we're really looking forward to, to having you on and talking with you today. To start, I wanted to kind of hit one of the biggest parts of hiring, the interview. So when it comes to software engineering, obviously technical ability is really important to measure before making any hiring decisions. But you know, behavioral interview questions and making sure that somebody fits in with your team are also important. So what do you think the balance should be in an interview between technical questions, role-specific questions, and behavioral questions? Uh, yeah, that's, that's a good question to start with. Um, I'm going to have some fairly sort of strong opinions about this. And and certainly with this, I think that behavioral questions are by far the most important. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, and some of the other things that you think about about hiring, you know, it it can go both ways. But certainly when it comes to questions, I think the most important thing is to figure out what are they like and what, you know, what are the behavioral questions that are interesting to them and that's more interesting, I think, than what you'll get out of the technical stuff because, for sure, the technical questions that we can come up with, you know, there's ways to optimize, there's ways to test for skill sets. But skill sets can be learned, whereas, you know, behaviors and attitudes are much harder to change. Do you have a favorite behavioral interview question that really helps you perceive if somebody would be a good fit? <laughs> I don't know if I have a favorite one. Um, I think I change up a lot of some pretty pretty popular ones depending on where the interview is going. Um, you know, one thing I ask a lot is uh, talk to me about something that you did at work, you know, at either current or previous that you're really proud of. 
And I really love hearing about that because it's very positive. You know, the candidate gets to talk about what they love the most, and a lot of times that's what you're trying to optimize for. You know, you're trying to find something that they love. And so getting them to sort of open up about, hey, this is something that I did that I'm super proud of, uh, really gets you to sort of see, like, where are their strengths, what are they looking for, and what are the things that they love. Um, there's um, other questions like, uh, I often ask, tell me about a time you won over your coworkers, you know, with something controversial or difficult. Then I'll ask, well, tell me about a time that you did not. And then I'll ask them, what happened next? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, those are great questions. I think focusing on the positive um, can really help somebody shine. Uh, so when you're asking these behavioral questions, obviously you're looking for something. You mentioned finding out what their attitude is like, how they are at work. Are there three traits that you think are the most important that you are trying to narrow down in an interview? Okay, three traits, huh? I think the three traits I would, the three most important ones I'd say, uh, the first one has to be passion to learn. I think that's the most important thing in any software engineer just because, look, our industry and our technology moves so fast that whatever you bring on the job with you probably isn't going to be relevant in a few years. And hopefully, I'm setting you up for success for a few years. So you've got to be able to learn. There's so many things about the new job that you have to be a quick learner about. And that's the first thing I look for is that they're passionate about not only sort of doing my job, but learning about new things. And this isn't always technology. A lot of times it's, you know, new skills and new attitudes uh, that I can learn from my environment. Um, I think the second thing is sort of willingness of being accountable. So those behavior questions I ask often are trying to figure out how willing were you to accept accountability for, you know, your part, whether it's success or failure. Uh, anything goes wrong, you know, let's figure out why and how to stop it next time. That's what I'm looking for. And what I'm not looking for is anyone who said, well, you know, I did my job and I handed that off and then they dropped the ball. So that, you know, oh well. Uh, the third thing I guess I would say is probably leadership traits. You know, how, and, and what I mean by that is how can you influence others to get better results? You know, you got to be able to play well with others. you got to be humble and be able to accept, like, sometimes you're wrong. <laughs> that happens to me all the time. It seems like you really enjoy what you do, and making sure that you're building teams with people that also enjoy what they do is very important to you. So what would you say is your favorite part of building an engineering team? Um, you know, there's certainly the joy of watching us get sort of impactful things done and being able to say, point to things and say, hey, look, guys, we did that. You know, the CEO is talking about this today, and that is what we did. Good job. Uh, but I think for me, the impact is important, but more important is watching engineers actually grow. And in my current position, watching managers actually grow. Uh, I think that's the most rewarding thing to watch them, you know, start from maybe a new college hire and, you know, they're kind of timid about everything to, uh, you know, a couple years later, they are confidently striding into rooms and telling people, this is how it should be done. This is what we're looking for. Now tell me how, how can we make this better? 
being able to have all these leadership skills makes me really happy because it makes me feel like I made an impact, not just in a project or, you know, the thing that we need to do today, but in that person's sort of career. And that's what I'm looking for. Right. No, that makes a lot of sense. And it sounds like a really cool thing to go through to watch somebody grow and become a leader themselves. As you know, I've read a few of your LinkedIn articles about hiring software engineers. I'm a big fan of them. And confidence was definitely a huge theme. So as a hiring manager, how important is it to you that the person you're interviewing exudes confidence? And how did you learn over time to recognize that in candidates? I think confidence is important in the sense that it sends a signal. You know, it, it shows that there are some things that you do not need to worry about me as an employee. Uh, and it's not the end-all and be-all. Certainly I'm, what I'm not looking for is arrogance, which is to say I know best. What I'm looking for is uh, I'm not afraid to speak up and I'm not afraid to ask for help. Those are sort of aspects of confidence that I think get most often missed. And especially uh, with sort of so many things to learn about in the software industry, it's really easy to just conclude like, wow, I see all these smart people around me and I really feel like I'm just the dummy on this team. So I better not speak up and waste people's time. Uh, you know, one thing that I really try to cultivate in everybody around me is to say, look, no, we're all here to help each other. So speak up and, you know, talk and ask. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. And I think that um, that kind of goes along with making sure that the person that you're hiring would be a good fit on your team. So I'm sure there are situations where somebody is a, a great software engineer or maybe a great manager, but they wouldn't necessarily fit in with the specific team that you're currently building. So mm -hmm. is there a way that you can really tell in an interview or maybe questions that you can ask if somebody would be a good fit with your team without directly placing them in your team for a few days? <laughs> yeah, I was just going to answer placing them in the team for a few days <laughs> is the best answer. <laughs> Um, actually, I, I think I just wrote an article about interviewing advice for the candidate's perspective. I think from the hiring manager side, it's, it's sort of the same advice but in reverse, you know. So uh, one thing is that the candidate is, you know, is a fast learner. And, and the way I test for that in an interview, you know, with given just an hour or maybe an hour and a half at most, is to first see how quickly they can understand the roles and requirements from the written down sort of job description. You know, there, there's a little bit of a gap where it's hard to put everything in words. How quickly can they suss out? What is the role actually about here? And what are the things I need to do? Uh, that means that they have to ask a lot of good questions. And, you know, how big is the team? Can I meet some of them? Uh, one of the things that I am definitely looking for them to ask is, what are your expectations around this role? And sometimes if they don't ask, I will tell them. And then I'll say, hey, you know what? With all the other uh, interviewers, you should ask them of this, you know, just to sort of figure this out. So I'm looking for a candidate to ask lots of questions. Uh, confidence and sort of the ability to communicate well, you know, is also a big factor. You know, it shows that they're not going to require as much sort of hand-holding when I hire them. Right. 
So it sounds like um, you really see the hiring process as a two-way street. What can you do as a hiring manager to make sure that you're representing the role as best as possible, but you're also attracting top talent? Uh, yeah, there's a number of things that you can do and should do. Um, they vary a little depending on whether you're a startup to whether you're maybe at a big company. Uh, the, the problems that you face are different. You know, but generally, starting with the job description, it is in everybody's best interest to just be as concise and as honest as possible. You know, a lot of people sort of dance around like, hey, here's some kind of crappy things about this job that, you know, you need to do. And I think that's not helpful. It's better to just write down, hey, look, these are the things that you need to do, and here's some of the, the things that are going to suck. Um, you know, if you're okay with that, and, or maybe they're actually good things that you're looking for, come talk to us. You know, so starting with the job description, it's really important to be clear. Once you're actually you know, in an interview, it's really important to be honest. Uh, it's really important to be consistent. And those two things are, are, I think, the most important things to keep in mind when you go in and interview a candidate uh, because they can sort of sense that out of you when you're trying to dance around a subject or when you don't want to talk about something. You have to be able to sort of build trust with the candidate within an hour so that they can sort of tell you what they're looking for. Uh, I think, you know, being honest and being consistent about what you say, those are the two most important things. I agree. That's also really important that everybody is representing themselves honestly. Uh, another thing that I wanted to discuss with you was recruiting. So when you're looking to attract the right talent, how important is communication with recruiters and recruiting teams? <laughs> um, if you have a recruiting team or a recruiter, it is in your best interest to be best friends with them. Uh, <laughs> I think that you know, certainly at larger companies where we have the luxury of having you know, professionals who are all about recruiting, uh, pairing up with them to sort of guide a candidate through the process is one of the most important things you do as a manager, bar none. You know, you want the person to start uh, having a good experience, and that experience starts with the hiring process, not after they get on the job. So, you know, one of the things I really love about LinkedIn is that we, we work really hard to say, look, even if you, you know, come through to an interview and end up not being a great fit for the role, we want you to walk away saying, I like LinkedIn anyways. You know, they, they treated me with respect. They were open and honest about the role and, you know, what works and what didn't work. And all throughout the process, I felt like, I, you know, I was really respected. Uh, and you can't do that if you're not connected to your recruiter. Yeah, that's really interesting. I think sometimes um, people really undervalue the importance of just the candidate experience in general. That's really refreshing to hear that that's a priority uh, at LinkedIn. Another thing I wanted to talk to you about in terms of recruiting was GPA and education of the candidates. I know that, you know, Things are always changing and there's always trends, especially in tech. Uh, sometimes the degree isn't as important. What do you think about that? Yeah, uh, this is something that we discuss a lot um, sort of mm -hmm. within management at LinkedIn. So I don't think what I'm saying is controversial within LinkedIn at all. It might be a little bit different to everyone else. Uh, but 
certainly I don't think that GPA and academic achievement is the best indicator of whether you'll be successful. Uh, they're an indicator of sort of those three three things that we were talking about earlier, you know, um, you know, having a passion to learn, uh, being accountable, and, you know, having leadership traits. But by themselves, they don't mean that much. You know, um, in fact, of, I think the former SVP of hiring at Google, you know, Laszlo, uh, he did an interview a few years ago where he also laid this out. You know, and he said basically like, hey, look, all these brain teasers that we do at Google, they mean nothing. Uh, GPAs are basically worthless as a criteria for hiring, and test scores are worthless. They don't have any correlation at all, you know, except for brand new grads, where there's a tiny correlation. Mm -hmm. He literally actually said that, and I've been in management long enough to see that for myself. Mm -hmm. So I think that what's what's important is to strive for, uh, it's certainly important to try to go to college. It's certainly important to try to have the experience of learning and pick up the skills around learning. But I don't think they're that important. Um, you know, recently at LinkedIn, we had a program called Reach, where we purposely tried to look for candidates with non-traditional careers uh, that would go into software engin engineering that was interested in. And I think you know we had overwhelming positive re response from you know candidates that otherwise would never have thought, oh, I could join LinkedIn and actually have a career in technology, like. Uh, and we selected, I think, we ended up expanding the program because it just it seemed like there was so much interest. And, um, you know, I can't talk too much about the program because I just volunteered for it. But I know that, you know, we ended up hiring a bunch of candidates through. Uh, we reviewed some super interesting people who didn't have, you know, uh, computer science degrees from Stanford. And they've been doing really well. Like, not really well for what they do, really well for software engineers. You know, that to me is sort of vindication of this attitude, which is GPAs are good. Um, you know, degrees are great too. They're just an indicator. They don't, you know, you shouldn't base your hiring decision on these. Yeah, definitely. And that seems like a really awesome program. So to wrap things up, I had one final question for you what you think one of the biggest challenges uh, hiring managers in tech face today? Uh, you know, I'll, I'll give you a few, actually. I think I'll, I'll try to uh, go over all of them, Great. Uh, but not in detail. So I think number one is diversity. Uh, we've had, you know, decades of hiring the same kinds of people. Uh, you know, the industry has been super successful, but it's caused a number of issues with just the software that we produce in our industry. Um, you know, at the risk of making fun of others, uh, you know, there's there's an app called Yo that is literally just for sending the sort of yos to each other. Uh, there was another app that I, I heard about, I think, a couple years ago, which was uh, a startup that will send you, you know, $15 worth of quarters so you can do your laundry. <laughs> These are things that I kind of derisively call 20-year-old dude problems. You know, I went through these same problems when I was 20 year old and I would and back then I would have said, "Oh man, yeah, I always never have laundry. I wish I wish someone would do something about this." Right. But the fact that we have a proliferation of these, you know, kind of shows me that there's a diversity issue with the things that we sort of produce in total. 
in Silicon Valley and just in the in the software sort of industry. Uh, there's you know there's sexism in the workplace, and I think there was a recent incident with the Google memo. I think that has ignited a lot of discussion. Yeah. Um, the way I see it is sexism contributes to non-professionalism, and that's what I'm training out. I want all of my engineers and all of my managers to be able to say, I can work with anyone and everyone in any situation. And to do that, I have to learn to be professional. Um, oh, I, I, I said I'd give you a couple. The other thing I think is connecting people to the right job. And so, you know, the old way that we had, which is, you know, when you have a need, you open a wide window to every channel you have and just start yelling uh, that you have a job until people send you these tons of resumes and then you sift through them and just basically pick random strangers and then you pick one and everybody else wasted their time. That's, that's kind of an old and crappy way to do this. Mm-hmm. I think a better way is to sort of talk about economic opportunities. You know, don't wait till you have a need and start cultivating connections early uh, and to share job openings and candidates. This is something actually that LinkedIn is trying to do that I really respect. You know, we're trying to build something called the economic graph which I think the idea is to help everyone find the right opportunities for them. You know, that isn't the old way of, you know, a ton of work on the company side and a ton of work on the candidate side, and most of it is wasted. Um, I guess number three is uh, tooling. You know, I have a lot of friends who are in startups, um, and one of the things I noticed just from talking to everybody is that tooling is under appreciated around hiring. You know, often hiring starts as just like a super informal affair. You know, you interview with some people and then you're, oh yeah, you, you know, you sound great for, you know, our small company. Come come, join us. And But before you know it, if you have success, you quickly sort of, uh, your hiring problem quickly changes from I can't find enough people to other problems and you don't really prepare for them. Uh, tooling helps you do that, you know, standardizing your interview formats, uh, putting in metrics to track, you know, your interview stats, you know, how well you did, what people said, whether they matched up, um, trying to eliminate sort of human bias from all this in a systematic way before you have to do it is really important. You know, starting your leveling discussions uh, early in your company, you know, getting that settled out. The more consistent you can make your hiring practice, uh, the better set up you are to grow. And I think that's a challenge in, in sort of today's tech industry. Yeah, I can definitely see that, especially considering how many fast-growing startups there are out there. Um, so that's a good one. I want to thank you so much for coming on. This has been great. I think our listeners are really going to enjoy it. Before we end the call, did you have anything else you'd like to share or add? Uh, no, no. I think this has been a great interview. I think it's forced me to sort of think through some of the the behaviors and attitudes that I hold myself. So thank you for interviewing me. Oh, of course. Thank you for coming on. Straight from the Source is brought to you by PeopleMaven. PeopleMaven helps hiring managers get recommendations for talented software engineers. Find us at www.peoplemaven.com. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to Straight from the Source. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. We want to know what you think. See you next time.